Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012, and it is now the 13th day of October 2016. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from a Sully Baseball studio in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager, Bob Melvin, and just down the 101 from AT&T Park the home of the 2016 wildcard San Francisco Giants. Well, the Giants are over, and there's really only one thing that we don't know at this point in the postseason matchup, and that is which team, the Nationals or the Dodgers, are going to be the one to move forward. And and they are two astonishingly similar franchises when you think about it in terms of their recent years. When you think about a great team and a great run, they have to, by all accounts and by all definitions, have to have, at the very least, a pennant. At the very least, a World Series along there. Usually it takes a World Championship along with it. But I'll throw in the Cleveland Indians of the 90s, where they just constantly were in the playoffs year in and year out. From 1995 to 2001, they missed the postseason just once. And that year, they won more games, 90, than the Yankees did. And the Yankees went on to win the World Series that year. But I digress. But the fact that that team went to the World Series a couple of times and came one Jose Mesa meltdown away from winning the World Series, you know what, that's considered to be a run that people remember. People remember runs that teams go on, the Red Sox and the Yankees in the 2000s, both constantly in the playoffs and winning several World Series along the way. The Atlanta Braves of the Bobby Cox era. They only won one World Series. Yeah, I think the Indians and Cubs would take that. And they were in it year in and year out, and along the way won a bunch of pennants in 91, 92, 95, 96, and 99, winning it all in 95. That's a considered to be a great run. The run of the Tony La Russa Cardinals, with a you know, change in cast of characters, but you saw a bunch of the faces pop up, whether it was uh, Roland or whether it was Pujols or whether it was um, you know, uh, Adam Wainwright. You know, eventually you know, there was a lot of turnover of people, but you know, the La Russa era from 2000 to 2011 and continuing that run after La Russa left and Matheny took over where they continued going into the postseason and winning another pennant, that's, you remember those runs. Because they have that great highlights that you can remember along the way. And I would argue the two teams that won the World Series for Tony La Russa were two of his weaker teams. But they're the teams that we remember. Along the way, you see the Washington Nationals and the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Dodgers have won four straight division titles and have the best pitcher in baseball along the way and a sprinkling of stars and controversial stars and big players and this players and this and the other along the way. And the Washington Nationals have made the, have won three divisions since 2012. You know, we talk about even your odd year with the Giants. The Nats have, like, with the exception of 2010, have been parallel with them. 
The the Nats won the division in 2012, they won it in 2014, they won it this year. And yet, like a previ- like a podcast I did previously, it may be a run like the Texas Rangers of the late 90s that nobody remembers. That no one rec- has any recollection of because there was no pennant. There was no great highlight. Now, neither of these teams are the odds-on favorite to win the pennant this year because this behemoth Cubs team is standing in the middle of it. But it's possible. Hell, a bounce here and a bounce there, and the Giants could have ousted them. They are The Cubs are not a perfect team, and they could potentially have. There have been gigantic upsets in the postseason. And you have the best pitcher in the world pitching for one team, and you have a potential Cy Young candidate in Max Scherzer pitching for the other team. Now, the city of Washington has not seen a postseason series victory since the 1924 World Series, and L.A. has had a couple of trips to the League Championship Series since winning the World Series in 1988. Most recently in 2013, they made it to the NLCS. But these are two franchises that need a pennant. They need a pennant big time because if you add a pennant to this run, if you add the memories of a World Series run to this team, suddenly... It makes those previous appearances, it adds to the lore. It adds to, oh, there's several trips to the playoffs and a trip to the World Series in 2016. Suddenly it builds up. You know? The Phillies went on that great run in the late 2000s, early 2010s. They include back-to-back pennants and a world championship. And the division they won the year before winning the World Series just added to it. It added to the buildup. All those years that the Cardinals couldn't get to the World Series, losing the in the NLCS in 2000 and 2002, losing the playoffs to 2001, when they finally made it to the World Series in 2004, and won it all in 2006, those near misses built up. It sort of added to the flavor of the run, if you will. So these two franchises are, in terms of their identity, in terms of how, if anyone will ever remember them, and these are teams, they've had the MVPs, the, the last, you know, the last two MVPs, came from the Dodgers and from the Nationals. Kershaw in 2014, Bryce Harper last year. Kershaw winning those Cy Young Awards and probably would have cruised to a Cy Young Award this year if he didn't get hurt. You know, Scherzer throwing a pair of no-hitters. You have all these things of these wonderful runs, but it only matters what happens in October. And... The other thing you've seen, you've seen managerial turnovers. I mean, the Nationals have won three division titles with three different managers. Dodgers have gone to four straight division titles, two different managers. Big-time stars, and not just big-time stars, but big-time spending. Think of the, the, the money that's been poured in. 
The Dodgers have the highest payroll in all of baseball. The Nationals poured money in to keep Strasburg, to bring in Max Scherzer, to be big-time players on the market and have shown exactly piddly-poo for it. The Giants, in many ways, have been the tormentors of these two because people will remember this Giants run. Why? Because of the titles. Because of the championships. In 2012 and 2014, on paper, and in terms of win-loss record, the Nationals were the better team. And no one remembers them, save for the meltdown they had when they were one strike away from winning the division series in 2012. That's the only thing anyone remembers. They had a meltdown. Or perhaps people might remember they lost an 18-inning game at home. And with the Dodgers, what do people remember? What do people say about Kershaw, who I did a whole piece about how he could potentially, when all is said and done, may wind up being the greatest Dodger of them all. Statistically, when all is said and also done, the only thing anyone will remember, what people bring up about him, is that he has wet the bed in October, and even this October, even though he has two wins to his credits and a double-digit strikeout game his last game, high ERA, not the dominant ace that you expect, and he's not going to pitch this deciding game. They had to bring him out for game four, so it's going to be Max Scherzer versus everybody, everybody in a Dodger uniform, and I'll say it. I wouldn't be surprised if Kershaw gives him an inning or two out of the bullpen, especially with the off day that they had on, uh, on uh, uh, Wednesday. Why not? The Dodgers and the Nationals both have to win this, and it's kind of strange that it's come to a do-or-die game because it means so much to both of these franchises. One of these franchises are going to go home Go back to their beds by the time this night is over. Stare at the ceiling and go like, no one's going to remember this year. No one's going to remember this year. Get another year where lots of great games, lots of great wins, and you think this is going to be the year, this is going to be the year, this is going to be the year, and nobody will remember it, and all that anyone will talk about is, if they talk about it at all, will be, man, another letdown. Another lost chance. Another year where tons of money was poured in, and for what? Now, one of them is going to have a potential, well, a potentially identifying, identity-creating moment. Washington, if they win this series, city of Washington will have a, a will advance in the postseason as I said, for the first time since Calvin Coolidge was president, and would face a Cubs team where, you know, if they're at full strength, I think they might be able to knock them off. But they be saying, hey, look it, we've made it to this point. And they know all the eyes of baseball will be watching them. And if L.A. does, well, then you have Los Angeles and Chicago, and they match up. And then you might see the Kershaw matchup and put him in two games and maybe he can get this proverbial monkey off of his back. And you see this potential Hall of Famer, 
not pretend. I mean, like, he just has to stay healthy, and he's going to the hall. He may even already have the resume now. This may be an identity-creating game. And I don't have a handle on it, really. It's one game. On the one hand, you have Scherzer pitching. On the other hand, you have all hands on deck. Anything can happen. And by the way some of these series have been going, anything will. I don't think either one of these teams really have a shot against the Cubs, but do you know what? I've been wrong before. Go look at my predictions. So when I come back, the game will be over. You already know which franchise had the moment of identity. I don't know. You're going to know. I'm going to find out. And this is going to be a really, really interesting night of baseball. So, see you at the end of the game. All right, I'm checking in. It's now the bottom of the seventh inning, and the Dodgers have just scored four runs. They uh, lifted Max Scherzer after he let up a first-pitch home run in the seventh to Palo Alto's own Jock Peterson. And I think that was a little bit of a quick hook. I mean, he was, yeah, he, he had thrown a bunch of pitches, but he was still in control. He let up a solo homer, and solo homers happen. Uh, and after that, a parade of relievers and one of the worst bunts I've ever seen uh, led to a 4-1 lead for Los Angeles. And so, look at, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, right now what I want to see is I want to see the Nationals score three runs and send this to extras, partly also because the Dodgers used everybody off their bench in that, in that seventh inning. Now, granted, it produced four runs. It might be the difference between the, you know, going to the league championship series or not. But if the Nats wind up scoring and sending extra innings, they may use Clayton Kershaw as a pinch hitter. Hell, I may have to fly to Washington to take an at-bat. Anyway, uh, I'm going to go check in, and when I come back in, the game will be over. Man, this game is bananas. The Dodgers were up 4-1, and suddenly it became 4-3. I have no idea what's going to happen in this game. You do. I don't. I thought this game was bananas up until this point. We're going to see Clayton Kershaw come out of the bullpen, I think. Is he coming out? I don't know. The, the tying runs on base. Jason Worth is coming to the plate. He represents the winning the entire series. Daniel Murphy, who I think is batting 2,000 in this series, is on deck. Canley Jensen has... There is no number recorded that is known to mankind that could measure how many pitches Jansen has thrown in this game. And Kershaw is sitting in the bullpen. I, I, this, is, this is what I want. If Worth hits a home run here, the, the Nationals go on. If he hits a double play here, the Dodgers move on. And either way, Clayton Kershaw either is going to come in and be the great hero, come in and join the dog pile, or realize he got a nice little workout before playing golf. That's quite a delta. All right, this is worth. This is a 1-0 count, and uh, Jansen's still in there. I I guess they're waiting for uh, uh, Murphy? 
I don't. I don't know. I. I it's it's one ball, one strike. I think it's one and one. Hold on. I have to. Maybe I'm getting too old. One and one. And uh, I, I don't know. Is this going to be one of the great moments in postseason history? These are things I don't know. Friend of the podcast, Stacy Gatsoulias, just wrote, "Why am I so nervous? I don't root for either one of these teams." You're nervous because you're seeing something dramatic unfold. And because you don't have a dog in this fight, you don't know which way you're going to jump. If you are a Dodger fan or a National fan, one of you are going to forever dread this night for the rest of your life. Maybe this pitch. Ugh. Meanwhile, Marlon's man is behind the home plate there, if you saw him. I saw him. Oh, Kenley Jansen. Two strikes to Worth. And, oh boy, three and two. Let's go. And ball four. All right, I'm going to say it. In the 1988 playoffs, when all hell was breaking loose, and they used every reliever. Lasorda brought in Oral Hershiser a day after he started, and Hershiser came in and got the save against the Mets. And now we're seeing Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw is going to come in for the save. This is... Um, I love moments like this. This is like... When uh, Grover Cleveland Alexander came in out of the bullpen. This is Randy Johnson did this come out of the bullpen. Greg Maddox in one of the playoff games between the Braves and the Padres did this. Bumgarner last, uh, not last year, two years ago. Pedro Martinez in 99 came out of the bullpen and threw six no-hit innings against Cleveland. And now we have Kershaw. They are going for broke. And the person I'm really jealous of is the camera operator who is now walking on the field towards that mound. So here comes, it's going to be Kershaw versus Daniel Murphy. This is proof that I can bring to a court of law that no sport is better than baseball in the postseason. Every other sport they can take a knee and run out the clock. And this is after one of the great NBA finals of all time. This is after one, two years ago, you had one of the greatest Super Bowls of all time. And nothing, this is a first round. This is the first relief appearance since 2009. What? This is, yeah, this is the final. Dodgers can advance. Nationals can advance. This is the, uh, he's the 48th pitcher the Dodgers have used. They've used pitchers who died three or four years ago. So, an extra base hit could win it for Washington. A double play wins it for the Dodgers. I did a thing a few years ago about the moments in postseason history where each time the ball left the pitcher's hand, either team could have clinched. 
and it's happened a few times where it's like the tying run is on and if you know this is each team can clinch with each pitch <sighs> I gotta dig up that list and had this game to it <laughs> Pitch to Murphy. He popped it up to second base. Okay. That is huge. Yeah, but he popped him up. Murphy versus Kershaw. All right. This is, uh, was it Wilmer Defoe? Could he be the Francisco Cabrera? The guy off the bench who hit the two-run single to clinch the pennant for the Braves. This looks like a mismatch. Defoe versus Kershaw. Here we're going to go. Ball one. Oh, big pitch by Kershaw. It's one and two. Okay. Kershaw versus Dufo looks like a little bit of a mismatch right now. All right. We'll see what happens. A, a base hit will tie the game. An error would tie the game. Probably. Depends on what the error is. Think about the, the Nationals had a run thrown out the plate by about 20 feet at one point. I wonder if that's coming back to haunt him right now. One of these teams is just going to be really, really mad. The pitch, fouled. <laughs> they just don't want to. This game is just going to keep going, isn't it? All right. Here we go. Kershaw. Struck him out. Wow. Kershaw. And the Nationals had, look at, I'll say it, they pulled Scherzer too early, and that ball, the guy was thrown out at home plate by 25 feet. They used way too many relief pitchers. And that's, uh, there you go. There you have it. The Washington Nationals season is over. For the third time in five years, they have the better team, and they lose in the division series. Like the, the Bonds Pirates or the, the Johan Santana Twins, where they just were really good in the regular season and just can't advance. Well, there you go. Once again, City of Washington does not have a postseason series victory as they haven't had since 1924. And this Dodger team, led by this superstar, is moving on to Chicago. Now, this means he's probably not going to pitch games one or two. But then again, I didn't think he was going to pitch this game. So the Dodgers and the Cubs... I can tell you one group of people are very happy are the good folks at Fox. We got the Cubs and we got Los Angeles. 
Longest nine-inning playoff game in history. And a lot of national fans are leaving the park sad, angry, and without a train to take them home. Oh, someone will blame Obama, no doubt. I blame the gridlock. But either way, well, Clayton Kershaw, there's his first real postseason highlight to show for it. And that getting out Daniel Murphy was a big thing. And so Kershaw and this bizarre reunion of the 2008 Phillies are going to the League Championship Series. And I'll say it. I'll tell you what I'm rooting for. I am rooting. I want the Indians to win the American League pennant. And I want the Los Angeles Dodgers to win the National League pennant. Because I don't want the Cubs. I've not been subtle about me not wanting this Cubs team to win. And so I want the Dodgers, and I want to, at one point, see if I can get someone to get me a World Series ticket in Los Angeles. I do feel badly for this Washington team, because I like this Washington team, and I really like Dusty Baker. But we move on. And another reason I want it, Indians-Dodgers, it just dawned on me. The manager of the Indians, Terry Francona, who managed the 2004 Red Sox, and who got the big stolen base that turned around the 2004 playoffs? Dave Roberts, the manager of the Dodgers. So Red Sox fans, pull for that Indians-Dodgers series, will you? Thanks a bunch. Well, I'm going to figure out who owned October. I have a feeling I may have to give it to Clayton Kershaw, but as it is, Go to uh, MLBReports.com to see the up-to-date listing of who owns baseball or who owned October. Uh, go to SullyBaseball.com, like me on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. From Palo Alto, California, the home of Jock Peterson, the man who knocked out Max Scherzer and turned this game into a crazy roller coaster. This has been the Solid Baseball Daily Podcast. For the, what the heck date is it? Is it the 13th day of October 2016? I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. I guess let's go Dodgers. And you and you can call me Sully. What are you saying, Mom? I said you can call me Sully. Oh, you were going to do the sign-off? All right.